G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision weekly episode. Um, it is post-Christmas, a little bit later, but we did kind of say that was going to be the case because... As you all have been doing, we've been celebrating Christmas, haven't we? Very much so. So I had a lovely few days up there in North Queensland, you know, 30 degrees and 85% humidity. So you can imagine what our Christmas was like. Yes. Oh, and we still managed to have a bit of a feed and mm. quite a few cocktails by the pool. A little pina colada or two. It was very, very nice. It was a lovely Christmas and uh, a Merry Christmas to those who celebrated out there. Yeah, exactly. All just enjoyed the time off Ooh. and had a nice break from work if you managed to do that as well. So, yeah. Yes, during the break, of course, so um, even while we're up in Ely Beach, we did have a national final. There certainly was. Uh, usually our first national final for the year, but second for this year because of our special one from Ukraine, so Festivalia Kengis. Now, Dale, you did have the pleasure of watching the entirety of the shows. What were your impressions of uh, Festivalia this year? There's a lot I liked about it. They certainly changed things up a little bit, very much back to orchestra and kind of back to basics again, hmm. which I think worked in a lot of good ways. They've been very much experimenting about Eurovision, Eurovision, Eurovision a little bit with the orchestra. They kind of hid them underneath the stage. They had them to the side of the stage last year, but it was kind of amongst it. And I kind of liked that. It was kind of giving me mini Sanremo. Hmm. Uh, probably would say the quality of songs overall maybe have been better in other years mm -hmm. but i felt like they were just doing their own thing and not trying to be multiple different things at once yeah totally agree i have to say i think that format that they came up with really does work night one with half the performers night two with the other half then we have nostalgia night which was uh, very reminiscent of san remo with then all our finalists coming back and competing in the final. So that worked. It did seem like the first night was a little more stacked than the second. Definitely. Night one was fantastic. It started with a bang with an upbeat number. It was great. A lot of variety night one. Night two was very ballad heavy. <laughs> very ballad heavy. I don't know who did the, the two choices of the, <laughs> the nights, but they need to get that one better overall. But yeah. A great four nights and of course this year we had the other big difference which was there was a winner of Festivali Kungus the actual main event and there was a winner of the public vote who went off to Eurovision so let's have a listen to the winner and it was Albina and Familia Kalmendi with Due <laughs> So yes, as mentioned, Albina won the public vote and was chosen to represent Albania at Eurovision in this new format. First of all, let's talk about the song, Michael. What do you think of it? I think this is a really, really good song. It does uh, sort of err on the side of the more traditional and perhaps some people might think a little bit on the more old-fashioned sort of side. But at the same token, I think it's got that authenticity, which is very much in vogue at Eurovision at the moment. And of all the songs I saw, most definitely the one that should have gone with the public vote. So correct uh, decision for me. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think um, this was the song I wanted to get the public vote to go to Eurovision. 
the way she came out and the way she was dressed and she hits this big no to start very traditional but she's this kind of gorgeous you know young woman this nice kind of juxtaposition of someone who looks like a pop star doing something very traditional and then you have her family around her with gives that lovely authenticity and warmth about it and it also has a really hooky chorus like you get it by the end of it you can sing along to that so there's a lot of other bits and pieces going on with Mm. it but there's almost moments with the family like the guy talking around her the side of her head and then the maybe the parents or just the older people coming and holding her hands and stuff Mm. it's just got some lovely moments i have to say it needs a revamp this definitely needs a revamp. In what way? It's just, even with the the clips I was listening to when I was editing up this podcast, the orchestra and the instrumentation were a bit just all over the place and a bit drowning it out. So I think it needs to be smoothed out in the production and just give it a bit more oomph in places as well. So I think all the bones are there of a very, very good song. Definitely keep it in Albanian. Don't go near English on this one. Uh, and I think they'll have a very, very good package. Yeah, look, I think tidy up, definitely. Probably the only part I see maybe a revamp would be needed would be there's an instrumental bit. And look, the fact that they've already got six people on stage, there's five family members Mm. with her. So you're not going to get a backup dancing lot doing anything because Mm. it's the family. So you're going to have to keep it kind of simple, do something that's going to allow something maybe to happen on stage. I don't know, fire, (laughs) an eagle, something. Throw something at it because at the moment they just kind of do a couple of steps back and forth and then pan out and that's not going to really work on the Eurovision stage. No, I agree with that. I didn't even think about the uh, movement on stage or anything like that. Generally, Albania are pretty good with their interpretations of songs. Sometimes, sometimes they miss it very badly. The song lends itself, I think, to good staging and some dramatic staging. So if they can get it right, I can't see this failing in the kind of public vote. But it almost does it in its simplicity. I think even in Kateu Tokus, Karma, very simple staging. But they were just good songs, well executed and well sung and performed. And they did particularly well with the public vote as well. So... I think this has got a lot of ticks for it. I, I I like that it's harking back to something traditional that I think a lot of the Balkans will like, not all of the Balkans. Um, she is from Kosovo, born in Kosovo. So that will be interesting. Uh, so that's already got a bit of a storyline with it as well. But I think uh, that, that this will do well. And the family connection and diaspora of Albania, this is calling to them, you know, like Kateu Tokas did as well. Yeah, I agree. This, I think, has got good result written on it. And should we should see it in the grand final in Liverpool. Yeah, good result by qualifying. I'm not sure about how far it'll go. But I do think this is a qualifying type of song. Okay, so just to explain this again, we actually had a winner of Festivalia Kungus. And why the winner of FIC, uh, for short, is not the Eurovision uh, winner is because this festival's been going for 61 years, way before Albania were taking part. So they didn't want to lose having a winner of the festival, Mm -hmm. but they wanted to try and change something up and give the public a say for the first time ever about the Eurovision winner. So in the end, we get a festival winner and we get someone who goes to Eurovision. It could have been the same artist. In this case, it wasn't. Before we go to the song that one fic, Mike, what do you think about that format? Fantastic. It works. Unfortunately, with fic, if you need to win fic, you kind of have to skew towards perhaps that more traditional and sing to the jury more. 
whereas this allows for fic to keep its identity and keep its national flavour, but still send something completely different to Eurovision that suits that particular song contest. Yeah, a lot of people got confused because I think they very much saw this as a Eurovision national final, mm. and it's not. It's a festival of music like Sanremo that happens to choose the Eurovision winner. And they've tried to do a few different things over the years to kind of encourage a bit more Eurovision song. And then it always didn't really work. And then if someone won Fick, they'd end up revamping it anyway back in the past. Ruining or change it. the song. Yeah. So in the end, hey, let's just do both markets and have a Fick winner and have a Eurovision winner. Best of both worlds for me. I have to say, though, the way they announced it was a little odd. We had the winner of Fick announced. And then she sang and performed her song. And then we had the public vote winner announced and she just got a clap and the credits came on. Maybe announced the public vote winner first if she's not going to perform or he or she will not perform and then have the winner of the festival at the end. Yeah, I do, I do agree with that. It was a little bit messy. Anyway, let's talk about the song at that one festival. It was Elsa Lila with Avita. Michael, Elsa is a very accomplished artist in Albania, has been going since the 90s, had won Fick twice before back in the 90s. This was her third win. She'd even hosted the thing before. What a win for her. What did you think of this performance? Um, loved it. Loved the song. Loved her performance. She's got such just a haunting kind of tone to her vocal, which is just so beautiful. And it really does capture you. She sits sort of hunched over on this stool while she sings this song which normally I wouldn't be a fan of, but it just suits it. And this is a worthy fic winner. I would not have sent it to Eurovision, so they've got the right thing. But what a, what a performance. I really, really loved it by the end. Oh, yeah, totally. I just think you couldn't just help and just watch her perform. As you said, Not she did everything you don't do in Eurovision, closed her eyes, was hunched over on a stool, as you mentioned. <laughs> Quite a repetitive song as well, but it was just a performance. Ooh. And she has this amazing vocal, and there was a very kind of 90s, almost divery sound to the whole thing, yearning for something. And, and she, look, she's had a troubled year. Look, let's talk about it. Yes. She was arrested in Italy as part of a drug smuggling ring. In connection with the In drugs. connection. Yes. There's, I don't believe there's any charges. I don't know if they've been dropped or not, and we're not insinuating anything. Exactly. But regardless of the fact, that would be quite the scandal and potential fall from grace. So for her to come and perform at the, one of the biggest festivals in Albania and win it and perform a song like that, I think it was a real redemption story for her. One could only imagine it would be, wouldn't it? One doesn't really know what's going on in the domestic market there, but surely it's been a little bit tarnished, her name, from that incident. So maybe this was a big emotional sort of homecoming and a, and a, a reintroduction back to the public to sort of, you know, what do you call it, reform the uh, image a little bit. And if that's the case, well, well done. She just took out the entire title, so well done. She was fantastic. And I actually have to say that actually the performance in the song is one of those different things and something so arresting that I think, pardon the pun, that I think <laughs> that I think allegedly, it, I think I think it could actually could have actually worked at Eurovision. I mm. do believe sometimes something just done so well and so simply is just transcends everything. And I think she could have qualified with that. I'm mm. glad they sent the other song because mm -hmm. um, I think the other song's better. And actually having that pass, I think, would be 
dredged up during the contest. Yeah, probably a distraction you really wouldn't want. You, so, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So I think, to me, this is the perfect FIC winner, as Albina was the perfect Eurovision winner. I was so happy with the results. It was perfect, exactly what I wanted. Yeah, they kind of nailed it, isn't it? And it's one of those songs, I have to say, you don't need to know what she's singing about to feel the emotion and get it. So, yeah, it really did transcend language. So fantastic winner of FIC, I thought. Yes, well done. And then third place in FIC this year was Two Farm with Atomica, mm. which is Albanian for atomic or nuclear. Mm-hmm. Um, it was quite a... Quite a performance. A, a toxic performance. No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> you were a bit of a fan of this, and you actually predicted this to do well when a lot of people were making fun of it. I did. When we uh, went through a little uh, Patreon podcast that we did, I picked this one to do well because from what I've seen from Fick juries in the past, this is the kind of rock that they go for. I could just see it singing to the juries, and obviously it did because it was a third place. It's an odd performance. It's an odd song, let's face it. But, yeah, it just had Fick written all over it for me. Yeah, so for those who didn't watch, basically these guys, three of them came out, including Castro, who does it every year with weird stuff. These kind of light up goggles and mm. noises and everything. But I tell you, halfway through, the song actually starts to kind of work. That's or- because the first guy's awful and can't can't <laughs> hold a tune. As soon as the second guy comes on, the whole song lifts. But we'll get rid of that first guy. Or- yeah, I think maybe I just got used to hearing the song so much by the end of the week that I started to like it. I don't know. Maybe I was just delirious by that stage. But look, well done, them coming third place. That was great. Um, no other major ones probably to mention. Probably the only artist who thought they probably had a bit of a chance going into this was Fifi, mm. who had written the song Ella for Andromachi last year in Cyprus. So a bit of a known star there. Probably thought she had a good chance going in. Bit of an English language song as well as Albanian. Mm. Definitely was going for that Eurovision win and um, in the end didn't win any awards. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree. With an English language song, you're probably going for that Eurovision ticket rather than the Fick win. She just needed a stronger song, I thought. She was good. I liked her. Had a good image. She was very arresting. But at the same token, yeah, I don't remember that song. It was a bit meh. Great artist. Song was a bit meh. She also announced she was pregnant on the third night to the audience. I don't know if that was another last roll of the dice (laughs) for for some votes. Or maybe people might be like, I don't know if I should send you or you're going to be, you know, giving birth on stage. Um, But anyway, she didn't get anything in the end. Poor Fifi. I would like to see her come back, actually, but, you know, I don't think she was too happy in usual fic drama um, at the end of the show. Well, that was fic for another year. It was a great ficmas. It's always enjoyable, and even though it wasn't the first national final of the year, it always, to me, marks the the kind of true start of the Eurovision season. Yeah, and I have to say, the results were spot on, so well done to the public and the juries on that one. Well, one of the most anticipated national finals of the year will be coming out of Spain, Dale. Benidorm Fest 2023 has released their 18 artists and their 18 songs. Now, this is always going to be big. It was probably, what, the best national final from last year? Would you go along with that? I think most fans agree with it. I think we might have voted that as the Aussie Vision team or close to it anyway. So, yeah, we were highly anticipating this one, and they dropped the songs directly after the World Cup final (laughs) as well during Mm. another busy week of things going on. Yes. So, yes, they had been out for around about 10 days. Now, the Aussie Vision team did rank the songs and an article was published Dale. Now that got a bit of traction didn't it? Oh yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm laughing with J A J A J A at the moment. Um, <laughs> uh, but the Spanish fans were not amused with some of our choices. Not necessarily our winner, but mm. we had some of their favourites down towards the bottom of our rankings, mm. including last place. So <laughs> we were inundated with um, opinion commentary. Lots of, lots of advice, and like, you know, <laughs> delete your accounts. And yeah, there was actually some very funny things. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. It's hilarious. If you're, going to be, if you're going to insult us, be creative. I love that. Exactly. Really and look, brilliant. you know, we're passing judgment on yeah. songs, so they have every right to pass judgment on our taste. And, you know, there was only a couple of really rude ones. The rest of it was actually quite funny. Yeah, fair enough. Now, before we get into uh, Team Tops and our own, tops what do you think of the 18 overall as far as a selection yeah look it's very hard to compare when you've had such a great year the last year with this national final they've extended out the amount of songs so i think because of that maybe as a whole it's not maybe quite as strong as last year but that's because you've got more songs taking part i think you've got a very interesting range some very more experimental stuff i think this year but a lot of also pop mainstreamy stuff happening, maybe a bit of the slow-mo effect going on. I found there was quite a bit of pop music in there, but yep. you're right, there was some more probably electro-experimental. They didn't really go down the rock side. No. That's certainly a mix of sort of traditional and pop, which mm. I think will probably suit them pretty well come the final selection. On our famous rankings, Dale, we did have a winner from the team. Now, he also happens to be the 12 points for us as well, wasn't he? He was indeed, so big fan of this song. Big, big fans of this one. Let's have a listen to Agone with Quiero Ader. Agone finished sixth in the very famous Operación Triunfo 2017, of course, with Alfred and Meyer and Aitana and a whole bunch of other stars. What did you think of his Benedorm Fest song for this year? Well, obviously I liked it because it was my 12 <laughs> points, but there's a lot of reasons why. I think this is such an interesting song. I think I described it in the comments and the rankings as, as a paella, like a lot of different ingredients of lots of, sort of genres thrown together. But it works. You've kind of got this, uh, those dark beats of the song, this kind of almost spoken word, I wouldn't say rap, but spoken word verses, and then these big dramatic vocal moments as well. It's got room to, to showcase and to have drama. It's not like one consistent thing, but that could also be its downfall as well. But overall, it's just got something, including a lot of maruv style big brass kind of instrumentation as well so as i said love it a lot of mix up there could be a mess could be amazing yeah i'm gonna have to concur with a lot of that there is a lot going on in the song isn't there and it does go through various changes in tempo and style throughout the whole thing i am a little bit worried about the live getting this all together you could end up and i hate to say this you could end up with a bit of an israel where i actually think the song wasn't that bad but it was pretty hard to digest on first listens for the general public having said that though this has got impact even through that 18 songs and it was the first one that's on the playlist by the end of it you're still like hey that first one was like stuck in my head so I think with the correct staging, and I think he'll be able to bring it vocally. He's a very accomplished uh, vocalist. It could be something stunning, but you're right. could just be a big old mess as well. 
it definitely has that first impression going for it, I think. And I think the start of the song particularly is so strong. The way it just even begins is fantastic. And that first 90 seconds or two minutes, it's just so, so good. I think maybe the more I hear it, the more I hear its flaws. But that's a good thing because this is Eurovision. This is a national final. You need a first impression song. And I kind of didn't even notice its flaws until I listened to it a few more. I went, oh, like when I first heard it, I came out to you and was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, Mm. this is like a great result at Eurovision. I'm so excited. Mm. And then I listened to it again and I was like, okay, maybe it's not as good as I just thought it was. (laughs) The one particular issue I have is the last 30 seconds or so. It has a bridge to no chorus and finishes. There's he says are there like one more time and then it finishes. Screaming dance break, Dale. Yeah, dance but no, that's break. like the, there's only ten seconds <laughs> left after the bridge and then the song stops. It's so strange mm. in the structure in a way. But again, that could make it great. Or yeah, as you mentioned, it could be messy. I have to say, if they can pull this off staging wise, this could be very, very memorable. Now, to speak of other songs, Dale, we did pick one each. So why don't we have a listen to the one that you've picked as your other choice? You did give this 10 points in the rankings. Is that correct? That is correct. Mm, interesting. So let's have a listen to Jose Otero with Inviernos in Marte. So what did you think of Voya Kadarme by Blaskanto? <laughs> no, it's no, no, it's not. It's, look, first of all, I will, I, I will go for the giant moon in the room um, of very kind of. There is a Blaskanto sound, particularly at the start of the song. Mm-hmm. Now, almost the opposite of Agani before is that you've actually probably got a weaker start but an amazing finish to the song when I first heard it it was like oh this is a bit blast I've heard it a little bit before but my god this song has got some big drama and some big vocals big 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 vocals Blast Canto could only dream of doing what this song is doing in the studio um, <laughs> so it remains this is going to need this amazing live performance to go with what I hear because if you can do that this is going to be dramatic and huge that last 45 seconds is incredible and it's not just vocal wailing the instrumentation the production of the song is fantastic in that last part it just builds this huge dramatic end but I do agree it probably takes a while to get going it may be not the most contemporary thing we've heard but I just think the live performance could absolutely bring it. And look, it was my 10 points. It wasn't my 12. Uh, and so he's going to need to do something big to get Spain's and at the best possible situation, Europe's attention. Hmm. Yeah, I'll agree. I mean, Jose, what a, what a singer this guy is uh, in this studio version. He, he made the top three of The Voice Mexico, um, so he can obviously sing. I have to say, what a beautiful tone at the start of the song because he sings in a very much a lower range and it's just amazing. Now, for me, as the song goes along, you're right, it builds and it builds and it brings it to a sort of crescendo. But for me, the production's just overblown at times. There's just too much going on. And for me, I think they're trying to cover up a bit of a weak song by making that production just do too much at times, really. Ultimately, it's a pretty safe kind of Spanish ballad 
hence why I was making fun of it before. But at the same token, it's a very solid song. And if he performs it well, he looks quite photogenic. I can imagine he's going to come across well on the camera. I wouldn't say this is out of the running to make the final, but he's going to have to bring a decent performance for this one, I think, to jump in front of some of the others, just for my personal yeah, taste. Look, I think he'll need others to not bring it live. And I do have to, even though it pains me to say this, agree with you. I do feel the overblown dramatic nature, which I am very much drawn to, <laughs> may be hiding the fact that there's not a, an amazing song here. Mm. It's a very good song, but it's not amazing. So, yeah, his he, they are trying to hide it. I, I, I take your point. But it is a good, good song, I will say. It did make my top ten, not the pointy end, but it did make my top ten. And it did finish third with the Aussie Vision team as well. Mm, so, the again, the Australian ear probably catching that one. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, let's have a listen to the one I've picked as my ten points there, Dale. Let's have a listen to Carmento with Quiero y Duelo. Si tienes que buscar, anda y busca siempre aquí tendrás tu casa. Y el destino la enfrentaba una jugada que no pudo rechazar. ¿Y qué vas a hacer si el viento te está llamando? Si la hoguera no se apaga, ay no sabes a qué volver. Now, for me, this one just stood out from the rest. Now, it is a very different sort of composition. It's even maybe even said to be old-fashioned and a little too traditional. But, my God, it just stands out from the opening. And that opening, for me, was was just so beautiful and fresh. She just brings a level of authenticity in her voice. Even her vocal tone has got this lovely Spanish tone to it. And, for me, I'm torn. I probably don't want it to win because I'm not sure that you should send this to Eurovision. But even if they did, I have to say, could it be Spain's Barbara Pravi voila moment? Or will people just see it as a bit of a caricature? I feel a bit split at the same time because this could be something you might see as a tourist in Spain you know, in a restaurant. I mean, I mean oh, that in the nicest a, way. Really? That didn't sound very nice. No, it? no, because I love this. This was definitely in my 10. I think this is fantastic. But I think what this needs to make sure it doesn't sound like that, like it needs some really good staging to go with it. That's going to give it some kind of oomph to it, but also still keep its almost drawn back um, nature about it. A very different genre to Barbara Pravi, but that's a really good example because you could sit there and say Barbara Pravi sounds like a street performer outside the Eiffel Tower, Mm. but it's her performance and the simple staging that brought it emphasis on her and the performance while still being very simple and almost just stereotypical. So I think there is something very lovely about this. Uh, I really like it. I like the fact that it's a more melodic and enjoyable flamenco-inspired song. I think we've got some other flamenco-type songs that have gone very interesting and experimental, and I don't think that palatable. This is a nice Spanish meal that I enjoy. Am I going to rave about it for forever? Probably not. But it's very good. I really like it, and I like that there's something in there and I love her vocal Mm. love it there's just something really just enjoyable and fresh about it 
Yeah, I agree. And I think where the staging goes will determine if it comes across as boring and traditional or they make it sleek and modern because you can go either way with this one. You know, if she's dancing around a guy playing a guitar or something, it could seem in a, a red little... dress. Going, yeah, 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 yeah. Olé. I mean, <laughs> I can't imagine. So she doesn't. <laughs> no, look, she doesn't look like that kind of performer. Exactly. But um, for me, I just found it arresting. Like it almost beat Argon Air for the top wow. spot. Like yeah. one one point difference. So fantastic. I'm so looking forward to seeing this live. Yeah, no, no. That's I, I'm so impressed you liked it so much. And uh, look, I do. It was fifth or sixth area for me, and I think it's a great song. It didn't do that great with the team. I Ooh. think it was about. 14th or something out yes. of the 18 mm. but it did get quite a lot of votes and from i remember got a lot of ones and twos so everyone like a lot of people voted for it it just wasn't at the top of the pile so it shows it's probably going to need to bring something live to make people really love it rather than like it yeah no i'll agree with that one Well, in such a selection, Dale, there are other songs we want to talk about. Which ones did you want to bring up? Well, probably the first one is a song that came second in the Aussie Vision team and, and is getting some fan attention. It was Magara with Arcadia. Ooh. Now, this is an interesting song, and it got some sort of high votes from people I didn't expect to get it from, um, like Steve from the Aussie Vision team, who kind of likes, you know, a good French chanson <laughs> and some more traditional style. And this, I wouldn't say it's like that. It was kind of like... Hatari meets Blind Channel in Spanish or something. It wasn't my cup of tea. I can see why people like it. And obviously a lot of the Aussie Vision team did. I just felt it was a bit all done before, but doesn't mean it won't be a good package. Yeah, you're right. As far as genre goes, I mean, I found it very cool. Like it's got a sort of electro pop, prog metal, rock. But my God, that chorus is pure pop. That chorus is catchy, so, so good. But it just felt a little messy for me sometimes. I do worry about the live performance on this one because when you're trying to bring all those elements together, they look like they have a strong look as far as the Mm. band goes and things like that. So I'm interested to see how it turns out. But for me, didn't make the 10, but wasn't too far off. And I wouldn't say it's exactly my kind of genre of music. No, fair enough. Now, another one that's getting a lot of love, particularly with the Spanish fans and a lot of international fans, is, uh, if I'm saying this wrong, please correct me, Michael, uh, Fusa Nocta with Mi Familia. Mm. Big, I think she might be quite a big artist over there, um, getting a lot of love. People just like falling over themselves for this. I really like this one. This one I've got in around about fifth place uh, in, in my rankings. It's just, it's very interesting. It's a really interesting opening. There's a lot of sampling and, and it, it the sounds... The baby. Very, yes, it sounds very modern, but it's got very heavy traditional elements in the mix. But for me, it's like an almost like a three-minute musical journey. So as a competition song, is it something I'll whistle down the street? Probably not. But as a piece of music, do I find it really interesting? Yeah, I do. So I, I really, really like that one. I thought it was very, very good. It's interesting. <laughs> In other words, you hate it. <laughs> and I've been on some interesting journeys, like on buses I break down. doesn't mean I particularly like it. Uh, yeah, look, it's not really for me. I think uh, I do like, I can tell it's modern. It's almost, it sounds like a lot of stuff you actually hear on the charts mm. combined with something traditional. But as a song that I'm meant to enjoy for three minutes and, and go along with, Yeah, it just wasn't high for me. And also, I do worry about her uh, live performance Mm -hmm. from what I've seen some other stuff. I'm not sure she's going to bring it, but hey, I'm I'm very happy to be proven otherwise, but this was not high in my votes. Mm, Yeah, fair enough. It's not going to suit everybody. 
Another one worth mentioning is a Blanca Paloma, who was in Benny Dorn Fest last year, coming back. Mm. Something very different with her song, Yeah, Yeah. What do you think of this? Another one that's bringing those traditional elements, but this one is blended in such a sleek electro pop kind of way. I find it absolutely captivating. The wailing vocals at the start, like, oh my God, I'm, you know I'm a, on the floor for a wailing woman. Again, this is going to be one of those songs that's not going to appeal to everybody, but such an interesting piece of music. And again, I'm really looking forward to seeing the live interpretation of this. I was pretty impressed with her last year, so great to see her back and great to see her with such a, what feels and looks like a a personal kind of song. I love the start. I totally agree that first, you know, that she hears and holds and it's great. And we know we're on, on a more traditional, I guess, journey with this, particularly to start with brings in the kind of more flamenco vibe again mm-hmm. uh and then yes i would say it's a musical piece again i don't see the song here when's where's the song where's the song like i just kind of get a little bit frustrated with you know we're in a competition we're not here just to listen to world music or listen to something that's just appeasing a taste and people can enjoy it for what it is but I kind of frustrated because Blanca is a great artist and I just feel like this doesn't have enough to hold it all together. Tanchigaris last year, again, not my cup of tea amazingly. In comparison to this, it was cohesive. Mm. This is a mess in comparison. Oh. Now people can enjoy it and that's great. Totally not for me. Did not enjoy it whatsoever. It was like, eventually turn it off. Sorry. I just think it's just a bit too weird and art PC for my liking. Mm, And just because it's different and doesn't follow structure doesn't make it good. (laughs) Now I'll get off something of Boomer. (laughs) Coming before for us before. I mean, you've just like smacking a hornet's nest. Well, the better, there's not many space (laughs) listeners. So I I have one of my notes here is I'm worried about the live performance, bringing this together into a cohesive package. So is it probably going to appeal to juries? And we'll talk about one of our jury members later. Maybe not. But, I mean, I ranked it fourth. I think it's a wonderful piece of music. It's something I'll listen to. But you're right. I do share your concerns about this being a package that you would want the rest of Europe to try and consume on first listen. That's probably where the big Achilles heel is for this one. We always talk about Goay. The reason the Goay was successful is they tradition, they put in traditional and modern in something of a cohesive package mm-hmm. that was still different and challenged us, but it still was something you enjoyed as a song on first listen. Mm. Sorry, it's not to... You've got to go for a mass audience. And the last one just worth talking about who came last in our rankings, which caused a lot of upset, was Alice Wonder. Mm. I actually don't mind this one. I gave this third. This is terrific. It's such a a very delicate and captivating start to the song. And then we move into that more modern production as we head into the middle of the song. And look, it's an interesting structure and execution, the way they've done it. So again, probably not one I'm going to be whistling down the street, but I do find it a really interesting piece of music. Now, With the right sort of staging, I think it could be compelling because it feels very real. And that's the opposite to some of the smoothed over pop ones that we've got in this selection. So I think it's got a terrific point of difference. 
whether it's going to be everybody's cup of tea, probably not. I think it's a beautiful piece of music. And again, I gave a third. So someone's got taste. Well, <laughs> I do enjoy I particularly love the start. Very, this, oh, it, it's quite haunting and captures you and you're really brought into it as, as well. Uh, then it goes into something a lot more modern as well. And I think there's more potential to be palatable. Uh, but again, I just think it probably is just not quite executing enough for me to enjoy enough. It was just Miss My Ten. So yeah. out of the kind of more experimental songs, I enjoyed it the most. One of our team members, Mark, uh, really loves this. And I can understand why, but did compare it to Salvador Sobral. And I was like, again, it's not because, sorry, Amar Palos Dois was a song. It had structure. It had something to hold on to. This is so different than that. And that's great to be experimental and different. I don't know. I, I could be blown away by the live and it could overcome the song, but it has to overcome the song. Hmm. Yeah, I think it will be in the way it's presented, whether it all again comes together. Um, look, Amar Palish Deutsch, no, I don't really see it myself. I mean, at least with Amar Palish Deutsch, as far as being so different, taking it to the competition, it was a familiar era of music and yeah. people were familiar with that sound. I get, so. the, I get the delicacy of mm. the song and the simplicity of it and the mm. lovely kind of tone of the whole thing. I get that, the comparisons, but Fair again, enough. song, I, don't, I just don't see it. Yeah, made top three for me. Well, Benidorm Fest will take place. We'll have our first semi-final on the 31st of Jan, our second on the 2nd of February, and we head to the final on the 4th of February. So it's going to be nice and quick doing it again. Each semi-final, four will head to the final. So five will fall at each wow. uh, semi-final. Voting splits, similar to last year, 50% professional jury, 25% democratic graphic panel and 25% televote. Now, I'll just quickly mention on the professional jury, it's headed by the legendary singer and musician Nacho Cano, very famous guy, he's been around since the late 70s, and will also feature the very familiar face of Krista Bjorkman. So, if they don't pick the song the Spaniards voted for, expect all hell to break loose. Oh God, Krista Bjorkman better get out of Betty Dorm <laughs> fast, that's all I'll say. I'd be presenting on a Zoom if I was him. <laughs> case it all goes wrong. But I tell you what, this is the year where the live's going to matter more. I think there's so many great songs, experimental, pure pop, something in between, and it's all going to come to the lives. You can't pick a winner at this stage. Absolutely. We'll all come down to the lives because I think it's a very even bunch of songs overall, with Bring the exception of Alfred. Bring it. Hey, I like that. Bring it on. God. <laughs> Well, not a huge amount of other news um, in the week or so. Malta's snippets came out today. They're 30-second snippets, so a bit longer than usual. I will check them out, but we don't normally do a lot with snippets at this stage. And, of course, we have ESC 250 coming up, which is the annual poll of the favourite songs of Eurovision fans globally done on New Year's Eve. Yes, always a big occasion, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of people online chatting about who's coming 250th, etc., so I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be very interesting because Euphoria has won it 10 years in a row. We do have things like Chanel slow-mo uh, with a lot of Spanish fans. Monoskin mm. got kind of close last year. Uh, and of course, you got the UK fans with Sam Ryder as well. So could someone knock her off? We'll have to wait and see. Mm, we'll have to wait and see. It might be Chanelezzo. It could be. And also coming up in early January, we have the Norway artists for their first heat and the songs will be coming out. So at this stage, we're probably a couple of weeks away from our next podcast episode because we couldn't didn't really have proper Christmas off 
We're going to have a little bit of a rest of the podcast. This will be our little summer break. Absolutely. Watch a bit of tennis, chill out. Exactly. Unless something dramatic happens and we'll come back. Otherwise, we'll be coming back after some of those Norwegian songs come out. Yeah. So thanks for everyone for listening throughout the year. We really appreciate your support out there. Yeah. And have a wonderful new year and we'll see you in 2023. Thanks for joining us. See you later. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.